0: Welcome to the Bread and Cup Podcast, hosted by Corey and Shauna Burris. They are a former pastor, a college teacher, and Pacific Northwest coffee lovers. Mostly, they are Jesus followers who find themselves in lots of interesting conversations with non-Christians, former Christians, wondering Christians, and young adults from all kinds of backgrounds. And we want to invite you into those conversations. The Bread and Cup Podcast is a place for real talk about the Bible, life, and what it takes to move beyond the easy answers. So let's grab a cup and join the conversation.
1: Welcome to Bread and Cup. I'm Corey.
0: And I'm Shauna, and today we are just drinking a regular single origin Costa Rican coffee. It's delicious. I'm drinking mine black.
1: Kids, yeah. I think you're so happy.
0: And we're eating Girl Scout cookies.
1: Because it's that time of year.
0: It is that time of year. Please go support your local troop. We don't sell cookies, so don't ask us where to get them. But um, Samoas are my favorite, followed by Thin Mints. But
1: we have a neighborhood girl that sells them, so there's that.
0: Yep. Bless her heart. So grateful. Good for her. Right? Yeah. yeah. Good for us. It's truth. We're glad she's our We did try right. those
1: peanut butter ones this time. They were okay.
0: Yeah. What are they called? Tagalongs, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They were okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just stick with the, the normals. The mint and the Samoas. That's all you yeah. got to do. There's no reason to go outside of that.
0: Nope. That's the best options. Yeah. Although at this point you all probably have your favorite. So feel free to find us over on social media and tell us why we're wrong. We'll disagree with you lovingly and continue eating our samosas and thin mints.
1: It's true. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, so, I mean, we've now already brought up this very challenging topic of your favorite Girl Scout cookie. So we're just going to roll with that theme of challenging topics. And I'm going to just start with, uh, a fair warning I'm about to quote a couple Bible verses that might just, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I read them. I didn't think they were that controversial.
0: Well, they by themselves aren't, but I think the way that they get applied That's true. can be rather controversial. So maybe we'll, I'll just read them yep. and then we can go into our little rant and then our <laughs> little side of it. Okay, it's do you like want to read the first episode. one? Yeah, that is every episode. If you're still listening, you must like it. Yeah. Okay, you want to do this first one, Romans 8?
1: Sure, I can't see it, but that's cool. Oh. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's used a lot.
0: Yeah, and it's used to mean things like
1: God wants good things to happen to you.
0: Yeah, like where our question for today is where is God in chaos? Oh, honey, don't worry. Whatever that chaos, that poo storm you're living in, it's fine. Everything works together. This thing that you're going through, God is going to use this specific thing to get you something really good. It's going to be good.
1: And we use that because it makes us feel better about our situation. <laughs>
0: Or it's a platitude for other people's situation. It is really difficult to watch somebody genuinely struggle, genuinely live in chaos and not have an answer for it.
1: Yeah. And we've talked about this before, but not knowing is probably the most difficult thing for um, the modern church to deal with of just like, we don't have an answer. Yeah. I don't understand. Yep. But, but there's, there's tons of stories in the Bible about people that went through those times and came out the other side understanding more about who God was despite the fact that... And that doesn't mean God meant for those bad things to happen and was I, going to use that so you understood him better, which is the way we also... like We, we justify bad things happening in our
0: lives and yeah. sometimes
1: bad things just happen. Yeah. So,
0: so where is God in chaos? I, I have this little snarky comment I put before we wrote our notes on this. He's around holding "Hmm," down, and I'm not saying it because kids might
1: listen. Stuff down. He's
0: holding that stuff down. Stuff. Uh, Chocolate ice cream emoji. He's he's around holding that chocolate ice cream emoji down. Side note.
1: Our kids sent us a thing one time, uh, an emoji. Yeah. And it was the poop emoji. Yep. And we were like, why are you, like we said something nice, and they were like, like We were talking about how we're doing ice cream or something, and then they said the poop emoji, and we're like, why would you do that? And the reason was is they thought it was the ice cream emoji, yeah. and then that was okay.
0: There but, it was. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. We are
1: talking about... You said poop emoji, and I, I was did. just there throwing it is. that out there. That's a funny side story. That that is that's a, what I do. That's a
0: funny side story. That's <laughs> what you do. But there... Uh, But the element of chaos. Oh, I feel like we've really lost our thread. There's a couple things I wanted to pull on there. So we talk a little bit about how biblically I'm the chaos that (laughs) comes into this. That we we've we've you touched on this idea that um, the especially the Old Testament has stories of people where there really was no resolution. There was just chaos. And not always resolution, or sometimes the resolution, because the story itself is somewhat hyperbolic. The resolution is itself hyperbolic. Job, I'm looking at you.
1: Well, or like Ecclesiastes, where like right. a majority of that is like how frivolous life is, and it's like yep. it's like essentially a Gen Xer having a uh, moment of when they were in their room cutting themselves and like you know like oh, terrible okay. thing. Well, I went dark. So
0: yeah, you should maybe not going to but like
1: um but it was like it's you know what i mean like it was like this it's this emo a moment of like emotional emoting about stuff that's going on and and even the end of that book of the bible um where it all finally comes back around yeah wasn't written for a couple hundred years so there were a couple hundred years in there where people were hearing that tale and story and it was being passed along as as this testament of of who God was. And they were like, Whoa, that was dark. Yeah. Dark. That was dark Fred. Like, I don't know where <laughs> yeah. you're going there. So like, but, but I think that's a good example of, um, uh, our perception is that we love to have everything wrapped up in a tight yeah. bundle and everything is in control, but chaos sometimes exists despite who God is.
0: Absolutely. And I think, I mean, the whole idea of the Bible and chaos and you know, you, you listen to the Bible project, you probably already know this, but that at the beginning of Genesis, what's really being described is chaos. It's that, that the dark waters and the lack of sun and the lack of order, and there's no life. That really is just a description of chaos. If you are, you know, people living in the fertile crescent, And, you know, you live in this area where it it kind of is almost the only place that really can sustain life sort of in a a tribal way. You look past where you live and all you see is desert and everything out there, it's just dead. Mm. And and that's actually accurate. And we have a hard time, I think, in the world we live in um, understanding sort of that as a fixed frame of reference. It's not that we can't imagine it but that we don't have that as a fixed frame of reference this idea of chaos and so the very beginning of the bible offers this commentary of out of chaos order was born and that was a distinctly different origin story than any other origin story at that time in the in that you know time of the fertile crescent and you know the several hundred years after that the origin stories were always about how humans were born out of conflict out of war it wasn't that order came we we showed up as a result of conflict war fighting between the gods um death and one of them they we literally humans literally came out of like the the blood of the dragon that was slain like it's pretty unawesome
1: Wow. Yeah. True. So I got in trouble for going dark and you're talking about people <laughs> coming out of the blood of the dragon. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just I'm well, saying.
0: Okay. I'm just telling you how ancient people conceived of human origins and that what Yahweh did, what the old, what Genesis tells us is actually that, that God created order. And I think that might be part of the, the tension people experience, um, in the Christian perspective, right? That it is the reason we want to just slap Romans 8:28 on top of things instead of acknowledging the chaos that life is. It's well, we are an ordered society. We are everything is about right. clean and mathematics and symmetry, right? We're very we're very ordered like that. But so is the expression of our faith oftentimes. It's well God is a God of order. I've actually heard that preached. God is a God of order. Well, I don't disagree when you look at the Genesis account, but we're currently living in in a moment where Jesus brought the kingdom to us, but not everybody's participating, Mm -hmm. which means we have dissenting rulers across the globe. There's an opportunity to participate in Christ's kingdom, but we're simultaneously having to deal with the kingdom of of the Earth, which is again chaos, that's what was before God was in charge, yeah,
1: so let's apply that because I think that, yes, like um I think most people would could can can wrap their minds around the idea that um, there is chaos in the world, yeah. and all of and those. our
0: listeners are really smart, so they it's were true. probably there already,
1: and that. And that that God brings brings uh, order to that chaos, right? Yeah. And that is, I agree with you. That That's is his what the, ideal conception, right? Yep. Correct. So then we get into these verses, and then the, did you read the second one? Already? I didn't. Okay, go ahead and read the other one.
0: Okay, so the other one that comes up is Philippians four um, thirteen, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, and. Often this is either quoted correctly and applied to mean there's, like, you're going you're gonna to be victorious, that sort of almost not today's Satan version, um, or it is used as sort of this ethereal backing for the statement that God doesn't give you more than you can handle, which is actually not biblical at all. So just, you know, there is not a verse in the Bible that asserts that God will never give you more than you can handle. Right. So that's another one of those human platitudes meant to offer as encouragement and as support, and often given lovingly and and well intentionally. But but that by itself is not biblical, and certainly not the backing of Philippians four thirteen, as um, I can I can do everything. Right. Right.
1: But, but so this is a very kind of, um, I'll just go with negative back to my emo, uh, reference to what God is and isn't. Like essentially chaos exists all around us and God Mm -hmm. isn't in control. I mean, I'm, I'm taking what you're saying a little further, right? God isn't in control. You don't really get to, he doesn't control how much you get handed to you or not. So you could get more than you could ever possibly handle and and so, therefore, um sucks to be you, <laughs> which is yeah, I, I mean again, I'm taking it further than what you're saying, but like that that is not the most um affirming or no. well, loving first of all, view of God, I would argue, okay, um and it's also not the most loving and affirming for our own sensibilities of like, oh crap, like. I'm facing a, a, an obstacle in front of me. So when chaos comes, which we know is all around us, what is God doing? Where is God in all yeah. of that? Is the real question, right? What does...
0: Well, he's around holding that emoji down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what does he do, though, for us yeah. and, and with us? What does he promise to us and for That's us? That's great.
0: That? Do you want to answer those questions?
1: No, I want to hear your take <laughs> on it first before I. Well,
0: I think you. I think you already know what I think and feel about this. That um, I, we are open that that we are practicing Christians, right? We right. we maybe don't daily close that proximity between us and and Christ. I mean, he's man, we mess up all the time. But my goal right. is to be ever closer to Jesus, to know him better and to have him be reflected in me more. So that is my my lens. I given some of the things that we've experienced if I truly believed that God was just piecing out of chaos, that that's all there was and sucks to be us, I don't know that this would still be my perspective. Right. And so there are things that are too big for us to handle. The beauty is that we, we aren't actually expected to handle them. Mm. And so God doesn't give me something bigger than I can handle is actually nonsense because it puts it back on me. It puts that responsibility back on me. That idea of like, well, God is a God of order. So if you're living in chaos, the underlying theory of that is you're doing something to be far from God Mm. and That to me is so separate from the way I've experienced it. The in moments of grief, the thing that I have found to be the most comforting is in human ways. And again, we are biblically the hands and feet of Jesus, right? So how do we see God showing up in chaos? We see him showing up in the people he's put us in community with. When your grandpa died from COVID, not that long ago, and we had twice, despite being in lockdown, twice people go went out of their way to stop and pick up food or pick up treats or drop something off. In fact, it was way more than twice. I'm thinking of two pretty significant people where they hadn't really done that before, right? but, but they went out of their way to come and stand on our doorstep and just say, we're oh, so sorry. This, this is really unfair. It is really hard and there isn't a fix, but, but we see you and we hear you and we love you and here's dinner or here's some chocolate or, you know, here's a tradition we hold in our family and let me invite you into that. Not because it solves anything, but because it means you're not alone in it.
1: And I think that is, um, I think that is the beauty in that mm-hmm. is that and, and the, the ugly that that I, I will say the church and I don't know that this is indicative of everybody because clearly some of these people that did this were from our church, but, yeah. but like the church as a whole, like we want people to, we don't want that responsibility on ourselves. So we mm-hmm. just go, well, you know, it's okay. Cause God, God will take care of it. And we yep. kind of pass it over yep. and we don't allow people to process. And we take away the personal responsibility upon ourselves to take care of people yep. when this happens and, and to just listen, right. Yeah. Like, and to feel like we have to have an answer to everything, right. Which is the way, the reason that I think people don't just listen, Right. they go oh i got to have i got to have a response to this well like why did a bad thing happen well don't worry god's going to work this out for your yeah. good god's going to you don't wor- don't lose hope in what he's going to do you wait for the moment and it's like mm. that's not actually first of all he didn't promise that yeah and secondly that takes the responsibility off of you yeah to be a loving and caring person for the person next to you yeah. And it and it also says that if you don't lean on God or trust yeah. that God will do all those things, then you're kind of just
0: you're yeah,
1: I was going to say a bad word, but like you're yeah. kind of out of luck, right? Yeah. And and I think that it's a hard thing to go, oh my gosh, it's chaos, but there's a comforting thing in knowing that when chaos hits in somebody's life, we can start to we can, like you said, be the hands and feet of, of who Christ is, yeah, and make little things better.
0: Yeah, it's not our job to solve it. In fact, we can't, right? Um, but it is our job to be present, to be the cup of cold water, as as Jesus said. You know, when when I was hungry, you fed me; when I was thirsty, you gave me water. Um, it's that i It's that concept of seeing and meeting the need that's that's there. And we aren't intended to see every need and meet every need and take everything to an ordered conclusion. But as Christians, part of what we are absolutely mandated to do is to, when we see those needs, and take up the opportunity to meet them in the way that God has equipped us to. For some people that's giving money. Some people can give hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to things like anti-trafficking and anti-racist, you know, work or, you know, pro-education movements. That is those are needs and God has equipped those people to meet that need. Man, if you're a struggling young family and you're like I can't give money, that's okay. God isn't You're not expected to meet every need to its full conclusion. But going over to your neighbor's house and running a couple loads of laundry for them because they're overwhelmed, that's a great way to meet a need in a time of chaos.
1: And I think this is um, carried, or the example of this, the best example of this in the Bible is actually done by Jesus. And people always look at this story and they look at it from the conclusion and they think, Oh, he fixed the problem, right? Mm-hmm. He brought order to chaos in this. But it's the story of Lazarus. Yeah. Jesus did not go to his funeral to the you know, he finds out Lazarus is dead. Yep. He goes there, but he did not go there to fix the problem. He did not right. go there to bring what we we're saying, like order to chaos, right? To say, Don't worry guys, it's a tough time, but it's all right. Yeah he went there to mourn alongside yeah. Lazarus' family.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, a different conclusion came out of it, but that was, but that's not the example that he was giving, right? Like, right. Jesus did not go there going, don't worry, guys, I got this taken care of. As a matter of fact, he mourned alongside yeah. everyone else. And so I think that that is, um, I think it's uncomfortable, though, to, to um, lose control and to mourn. And I think that's where a lot of people, and I say mourn, not just uh, for death, but I mean, mourn alongside of loss of opportunities or loss of, um, you know, uh, going through tough times. You feel this sense of loss. It is difficult to, to say, you know what, this sucks. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's hard to go alongside somebody else and say, I know this sucks.
0: Yeah. Yesterday I, I ended up in a conversation with a woman, um, at a training. So we didn't know each other well. And of course, we're masked and sitting more than six feet apart and, you know, all of this. So it's hard to have heart to hearts in that situation. And yet we sort of got on um, COVID protocols and sort of how we've navigated life. And one of the things she said is, my lifelong best friend, like this woman has been my best friend through everything. I've I've lived a lot of life and I've had a lot of challenges. And this one woman has been my best friend through all of it. And when COVID happened, we took diametrically opposed views of the mask mandates, the lockdown mandates, the political environments. One was completely like far right and the other one was pretty left centered. And what she said was, I just like, this year has been so hard. There's There's been like so much chaos. Mm-hmm. And yet I, I never thought that I would have lost my best friend. And she didn't get COVID and she Thank the Lord she didn't pass away, but that friendship is still gone. She said, even once we start, you know, once vaccinations are prolific, even once things start opening up back to what feels slightly more normal, this person has demonstrated to me that they that they don't value me, hmm. that they aren't willing to engage in discourse, that they're not like... That, that these ideologies outweigh all of the things that we've overcome. And frankly, I don't like who she is anymore. And my response to her was, I'm so sorry that you lost your best friend because of COVID. That is a huge loss. I'm so sorry. Hmm. And I don't share that to say, look at me, I had the right response. I hope that was... I don't know if that was the right response right. because I don't have a relationship, an ongoing relationship with this person. So I have no idea if that was... It wasn't hurtful, but right. it may or may not have been helpful. But what was interesting was her, her reflection back of, yeah, I did, and it sucks.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it does. That's good. We've all lost things that we never expected we would lose, and yet, in those situations, um, we we really just have to accept that that we're living in a really imperfect place, and that doesn't mean that doesn't minimize her loss. That doesn't minimize your literal loss of your grandfather, or our friend's literal loss of a dad. Or, you know, these things, they're significant, but this world is imperfect. And that's actually where the hope in God comes from. I mean, that's the whole thing of the kingdom of God is coming.
1: Yeah, some of this goes back to our discussion on hope a few episodes back where we talked about, like, hope is not um, being pulled out of your crappy situation. Right. It's trust that God has you through the crappy situation, you know, and, and, um, you know, in the midst of chaos, God is still holding things down. Yeah. Like you said, he's holding the poo down kind of a thing. Right. And like, and trusting that, um, despite all of this, that we can bring, we can bring something to someone. Yeah. Right, and that something can be can come out of it not not necessarily something good not not this all things work around everything's gonna come around and yeah. it's gonna be better than it was before that yeah. type of thing because um but but the oh well we can we can be better than this chaos that is around us yeah. I guess is the better way of putting it
0: well and for me too it it goes even further than that you know when we when we look to make systemic changes or organizational changes or health changes, those aren't changes for that minute, right? And often those kinds of things are awfully uncomfortable, especially when they're born out of chaos. But what we're looking forward to is a greater sense of order and stability in the future, right? right? Just a stronger core if it's a fitness goal. And so therefore literal stability, but, system-wide or organization-wide that stability might mean the ability to grow or better, you know, um, better care for all the people that are involved and that's really what i see in in the concept of how god shows up in chaos right he isn't just present with us in the moment helping us see and meet each other's needs bringing us comfort via his word or worship or the holy spirit but he offers um a new life in revelation um 21 5 he says behold i'm making all things new write this down for these words are trustworthy and true this idea of new things is not just like well i'm gonna explode this <laughs> this whole thing is a is a mess let's burn it to the ground and start over this is literally regeneration like mm. genesis of the cut kind of um those little salamanders, you cut their tails off, right, and they grow back. That right. that genesis, and maybe not even quite that way. Maybe more like when you, um, well, or
1: like a locust, like shedding its skin, right? Like yeah. it gets old and it's rusty, and then they, you know, and, then
0: they gen- and so uh, clearly we are not good at the natural sciences, uh, and we're oh. not. But but that but this all things new idea, this kingdom that Jesus promises, is an idea of it isn't the destruction of what we have. It's not the end of Corey and Shauna. It's the regeneration of it in its correct way. Right. And that to me is a hope. And I love that we're not...
1: Sorry to interrupt you, but what I love about that is that it is less, and on all of this that we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Like the chaos focus is focusing on our chaos. Yep. Um. As opposed to going, you know, like, this is about a growing opportunity, yeah. right? Like, not woe is me, look at what's happening, and God's going to pull me out of my yeah. situation. It is, oh, this is all being, rene- like, there's new, f- there's there's something fresh coming out of this. Yeah. And, and, and there's opportunity coming out of this. And this is where that hope part comes in. Yeah. This is where the good thing comes in when it says all things are you know, God works everything out for the good. That's where that's coming from. It's out of regeneration and renewal, not out of, um, fixing the, the crappy situation that you're in.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think more, not more importantly, layered with that is this notion that we're not just hoping for, it's not like just hang on until we're not, and we're floating in the ocean. Just hang on until the lifeboat comes. But this concept of just as we hug our kids when they are sad, um, like physically hurt, or just sad and, and hurt, we will hug them. We will stand next to them. We, we can't always make the solution, but we are there with them in it. God offers us the same thing. It's not necessarily about getting what we want but it's getting close to the one that we that we the one mm. we want right and in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 it says come to me Jesus tells us come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble at heart and you will find rest for your souls my yoke is easy and my burden is light which you know what I love about that, is that there there isn't in that verse something about you're on your own in this, right? It's not right. you need to just move through this chaos by yourself. It's the this yoke idea of, no, you're laboring with me. There is work ahead. It, right. There is. And yet in that work, let's just do it together, kiddo. I'm right there with you. This is hard work. The ground is hard. We have a lot of planting to do, but I'm with you and... I'm going to give you rest. If you're tired of doing this alone, I've got gotcha. you. Yeah. And this is also beautiful because it goes back to the idea of like planting and, and agriculture, the garden, the idea of like what comes after all of that is the promise of a harvest and food and sustenance and um, not the resolution necessarily that we want. Um, but... New life, new opportunities.
1: And that is um, the hope that we have, right? Yeah. Is that God is holding it down in the midst of our chaos. Yeah. And we are to bring about, um, to be that voice into people's lives of it's okay. Not It's okay don't worry about it, but no, is, it's okay. It let's sit there. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sad with you. Yep. There's nothing to be said. You know, sometimes like we just had another friend uh, that lost uh, a relative to just a few days ago and out of nowhere. And I got to go over to the house and talk with them. And mainly I was just like, I don't even know what words to say. Yeah. And I just let them speak. And sometimes that's all that we need to do. And yep. look for those opportunities to just be in somebody's presence mm-hmm. be there with them in the midst of chaos give them comfort um as best you can and and let them know that that uh this is not indicative of who god is it's yeah. indicative of the where we, we are
0: <laughs> so i'll wrap up with if you are living in chaos if you are um hurting and you feel really alone. Um. Rest assured, you are not, um, and you, or at least you don't have to be alone in this. Uh, you are seen and you are valuable. And if you need to be heard, you can always find us at Bread and Cup Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Um, or you can email us uh, from our website, which is uh, breadandcuppodcast.com. Uh, we hope the best for you. Thanks for listening. To join the conversation, like and subscribe, then find us on Instagram at Bread and Cut Podcast. You can also find us at our website and other social platforms linked in the show notes.